0: Hey!
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the good, good Story Podcast. All right. All right. it's where we want to be. All right, guys. What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? We got a special guest with us today. We won't announce who it is yet because good thing we're not on video. Cause if it ain't tight, it, it ain't, ain't right. Right.
0: All right. All right, baby. All right, we'll get you there. We'll
1: get I'd like you to there. send a shout out to my man Jeremy for helping the Sal get set you, up. Jeremy,
0: thanks, Jeremy. Right, see you guys. Appreciate it, okay, we'll
1: Happy anniversary. So, anyways, it's been a week. Did we do it? Did we miss last week? Yeah, I was in Cali. No, Has no, it? we did it before.
2: No, we yeah, yeah, we did it right before. It was I'll Thanksgiving left. break.
1: Right, right. And me and uh me and Kingsley, we went to Santa Monica, and then we ended up at. I know you both never been in this part of California. Camarillo. I have, or is it Camarillo? No, Camarillo. I have yeah. not. I'm, where uh, is that? LeBron James got a house out there, and that's where Kobe's, uh, like we drove by where Kobe's helicopter hit the, the side of the mountain and stuff. Just a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit north of Thousand Oaks. So when you're coming from L.A., Santa Monica, you head up north.
0: I mean, that's the furthest we go is Santa Monica.
1: Yeah, so anywhere. LeBron James got a house out there. There's a lot of stars that got a house out there. But we didn't see one homeless person while we were out there. Santa Monica. Did you guys take right that for... tour bus
2: where you sit on top of the nope. bus? And
1: nope, we weren't there as tourists. Up to the left, we have LeBron James Foley. But, but we did. We went out to Santa Monica, and we were there for Black Friday. No, we were there for Thanksgiving. No, no, we weren't there for Thanksgiving. uh, We came up to Caterpillar for Thanksgiving, but Santa Monica has got the best street food in L.A. County. I used to think the fashion district was it. I didn't even know how far the fashion district was from Santa Monica. You could actually, it was like 20 minutes.
2: Well, what kind of food did you have?
1: I had a beef, no, I had a a chicken. um, Adobo. No, chicken quesadilla. And... Our guest, We're gonna go ahead and announce our guest. We like to introduce uh, our guest that's here today. He ate everything that you can think of. There, he should have had a eat everything tour while we were in Cali. Oh, so uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah,
3: I'm Kingsley so I'm you, And
1: Yeah, Kingsley Suomataia. He is uh, committed to Brigham Young University. Transferred from Oregon, the Oregon Ducks. That's what I'm talking and about. Uh-huh. He's been uh. Back? How long has it been back since? How long has it been since you've been back?
3: A month. It's been a month.
1: Nah.
2: Time flies when yeah. you're having a good it's time, Halloween. baby. A treat. goes by fast.
1: So he's been back in a month, and so what you been doing in a month since you've been back?
2: Growing his hair out.
3: <laughs> that looks horrible.
1: But anyways, what you've been doing since you've been back?
3: Uh, just training.
1: So what? What's going on? So we got finals this week. Uh, you'll be officially done with the Ducks after you're done with your finals this week. And And then uh, training. And who you been training with? Uh, Mike Stroshine. Mike Stroshine. So Mike stroshine has been out with Kingsley since he was in seventh grade when we moved from Hawaii. Shout
0: out to Mike Stroshine. Shout out to
1: performance. What is it? Next level level performance out in, uh, is it PG or Linden? PG. Out in PG. And Mike Stroshine's got all kinds of stuff there. He got a basketball court there. He's got a masseuse. What? Ryan. Ryan is the the guy that does massages. He's got the the treatment with the what do you call it? The pressure. What are those things called? The pants. Uh, the
3: pants and the cupping.
1: Yeah. So and the cuppings, right? They do all that. I believe so he, if it's a
2: male, it's a massage therapist, bro
1: or something like that, you know, massage, masseuse, masseuse whatever. Masseuse
2: is a woman.
1: <clears throat> but he got a great setup there, and he's got programs Sorry, for all ages. He also trains high school full teams. Um, you know, he does all the the valley out here, and he does all the does a lot of the pros and, and preparing guys to get ready for the draft. What are some of the things you like about Mike since you've been with him since 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th? Six years you've been with Mike. What are some of the things that you learned from training over at Mike at Next Level?
3: Mm, I like Mike because he's just like a, he's like a one-on-one person. Like he doesn't just favor to one kid, so that's why I like it. And I could just be myself while I'm training.
1: Perfect, perfect, perfect. Let's make sure you're talking directly into the mic. <laughs> okay. All so. right. So, um, Kingsley, how much do you weigh right now?
3: Uh, last time I weighed was three forty. I don't know how much I weigh now.
1: 340. 340. <laughs> that is a no no. He's gonna have to do you what weight do they want you at BYU? Uh
3: 315,
2: 3.20. Oh man, we gotta weigh you right after this. You don't look three forty.
1: Yeah, I saw the scale. He's yeah. But you know, <clears throat> that's what off season is and that's what gets ready. So tell us when when are you uh to be at BYU? January fifth. January fifth, he starts at Brigham Young University. Congrats. Do you know who your coach is?
3: <clears throat> coach Funk.
1: Coach Funk, the old line coach there. You know anything about Coach Funk? Gotta nope. turn your mic. I don't the mic into it. So
3: I know he's a good guy. We
1: we're, we're excited. <clears throat> Kingsley is uh he is a freshman. He'll be he's a redshirt freshman coming in this year. He was, uh came out class of 2021. Um so he'll he's got 4 years to play. And uh, tell us how it is. Besides football, how is it being home?
3: It's, it's fun. See how my. Well, I only have one friend, <laughs> Jocelyn, Shout out to Josie. <laughs> Played for BYU, but um, it's fun. Gonna be home with my family and hang out with all my sisters and spoil them.
1: <laughs> what was your what 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 was the deciding factor that helped you to decide that you wanted to come home? What was it?
3: Uh, I Came home just for family, but the other main thing was for the spiritual part of it, because I was lacking that. And, um, yeah.
1: Nice, nice. BYU is one of those places that, you know, I, I think you can find that spirituality that you're looking for. I mean, Oregon is a great program, like you said before, and it'll fit a lot of other kids. But <clears throat> you got to do what's best for you. So. We're happy as a family to have him home, and excited to see what he's going to do. Tell everybody uh, some of the, the things that you enjoy about being back at BYU. Being at BYU,
3: um, just having all like my current or old teammates.
1: <laughs> so t- tell us who are all the teammates there. Your old Orem Tiger guys. Who's all there?
3: Um, got from number twelve Puga Nakua. Then we got Puka. Ethan Slade. Ethan. Then I got Josh Singh. Mr.
1: Singh, and the Fijian number zero. assassin. Number zero, Jacob, Jacob Robinson. Robinson. Nice. Got a good crew in Hunter Hill out there. And Hunter. Yep. So it's good to see all your guys out there at BYU. Do
3: you guys uh,
2: have a powwow? You know, like, you know, they're just so excited that you're, you guys are having a reunion on the same team. Like how was that? Tell us about that.
3: It was nice. Pugo was actually the first person to hit me up when, right as I dropped the video, so that was cool. And then all of them, like seconds later, <laughs> they all messaged all on one group thing. So it was. Was nice. everybody
2: surprised that you uh, you made the move to BYU?
3: Yeah, they all thought I was going like Bama or something, something crazy. But wow, yeah.
2: So, did you notify anybody that you were leaving the Ducks? Like, did you tell like a best friend, a girlfriend? Uh, you know, we didn't you even know. Wow, that's well, good on you that you're you're chasing your spirituality, right? That's we good. Had,
1: we had opportunities to like have a a, a drive because obviously I had to fly uh, out to go pick him up in Eugene and. It was a 13-hour drive, so we had a lot of things we discussed, and uh, that was kind of one of the main things that he he wanted to talk about was, you know, his spirituality and and uh, what he was lacking. And so, as a dad, you know, you want your kids to have the best of the best, and Oregon's got, they got the best gear, they got the best facilities, yeah. and we've been through all the, the different places from the Clemsons to the Alabamas to the Georgias, but You know, when you look past that and you feel like your kid can thrive, you know, with that, you as a parent think, oh, I feel good. But when a kid tells you, Dad, I prayed about it. I mean, how do you, how do you, you know, answer that back? So, you know, shout out to Kingsley for, you know, being a a grown up and, you know, and helping him understand that spirituality. And, you know, there's a, there's some, everybody has their different, you know, ways that they, they handle things spiritually, but, you know, I'm I'm happy that he was able to point that out. I just wasn't ready to hear it for 13 hours straight as we were driving. But <laughs> I bet
2: it was there was good. a lot of tears shed through that drive. So, why is spirituality so important to you, Kingsley?
3: Um because um back from even when we were younger, that's that's what our parents, my, my mom and dad always influenced into into me and all my sisters, but um once you put the lower first, then everything else will go into play.
2: That's awesome, man. I'm so glad you listened to your mom. You
1: so. know, there, there was another aspect to it. I mean, there's a, a lot of people talk about the physicalness of football. Yeah, off season you got to be physically ready. And there's that mental part because film study. And, you know, that's a big part of preparing to play because there's good players and then there's elite players. And to be elite, it's more of being in the, the study of, of your, your craft. And then there's the mental standpoint which links with the spirituality. So I think mentally um, he was struggling because when you when one is out of balance it, it kind of the other suffer. So it was kind of like we saw it like we would go down every game and we would see him and he would say, you know, how, we'd ask him how are you doing He'd be, uh good. That's always his response is good, but the way that he carried himself and we knew something was, you know, like he would hug his mom and he would cry like he was going to war, like what, we're saying goodbye. And they're like physically crying. I'm like, what, what is going on with this kid? So after a few weeks, we kind of thought, ah, oh, something's wrong. And then he called up and he said, I think I'm done. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're going to stick it out. Suck it up. Stick it out.
0: I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. Kingsley, What? I mean, when did you know? At what particular time were you in Oregon? Did you know that I need to make a change? Because I'm not feeling it here, like you said, spiritually. Um, but wh- when did you know?
3: Um, honestly, like once I figured out, it was November that I actually knew that I wanted to come. But it's because I had time to, because I was injured because I fractured mm. my tibia. But Actually, it was October. Yeah, October. Yeah, you know. like the end of October into <laughs> November, but that's when I got to actually take time to myself and realize that when I would go into practice and stuff, I was just going through the motions. I'll be in meetings; I wouldn't really care. And that's when I knew something was wrong because I'm not even for like working out. I used to love. I just lost the feeling for all of that. Because
0: usually you're focused. You're like in it. And
1: you well, when out. he came home, when <clears throat> on that drive again, he told us. That he told me he didn't want to play. He yeah. said he was done. And so I said, what do you want to do? And when he was younger, he'd always have dreams of being a UFC fighter. You're not going to be a UFC fighter. <laughs> I, I, no.
2: I think you still got room. You no. Know? But let's see where football takes you.
1: No. So, he, you know, he kind of vegged out for, like, probably a week. He didn't leave the house. He blew up to be 340. You know, we're like, wow. you, you can't eat us out of the house, man. You got to go do something. So... It, and as a parent, you kind of look at that. You're thinking, "There's a lot of signs that we as parents overlook when a mm-hmm. kid is withdrawn, or when a kid is, you know, not himself, <clears throat> or like smiling. Just simple things like that." Yeah. So, you know, sometimes I, I hope that parents can see that because it's it's a different world. You know, like we're not spring chickens anymore, but we remember the times that our parents was. We would tell our parents, ah. Not feeling good. What you mean you ain't feeling good? You better take your butt back outside and go do whatever you gotta do to get that not feeling good. I don't want to go to part-time. I don't know. See, he I don't know anything part-time. about part-time. He, back in the in the early 80s and the nineties, early night, late early nineties, every Polynesian family had a part-time, right? Yeah. And either you were cleaning a bank or you're cleaning theaters. We cleaned theaters. We swept up all that stuff, and everybody that knows theaters, don't close. Open 356, 24, well, not 24, but every day. So even on Christmas, while everybody was enjoying their Christmas meal, we had to eat our meal and then go clean up the theaters. And
2: eat all the leftover popcorns. Popcorn,
1: nachos. And we had a pig farm, so my dad would take all the leftover popcorn and and nachos and feed our pigs. So we cleaned the the toilets. Kesey had never cleaned no public toilets. You know, he he life don't know was about a that life. You know,
0: we used to um, clean the apartments at Redondo Beach, at, right off the beach, and pass out newspapers from my yep, grandpa's. Yep, paper tell,
1: route. Uh What is it called? What is the newspaper? Something? Telepost. We used to throw the. Yeah, yeah. So, at three, four o'clock in the morning, we would run through all the apartments and we would throw newspaper. Even the Sunday papers were the worst because they were the big newspapers. With Nobody knows the what newspapers parts. are anymore. Run through the apartment complex, yeah. drop in newspapers. And I think we got paid like 12, 25 cents a, a newspaper. you know. But y'all don't know anything about that. We used you know? to get
0: ice cream. My grandpa used to give us ice cream from Clark's Drugs. 10 cents for a single scoop.
2: Ours was Ralph's Damn. at Ralph's. What was that, back in the 60s? Come on, Aww. man. Aww. Sorry, sorry. We same age, man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, but Kingsley, just to take you back to what we were talking about on, on your your journey back here to Utah. Let's uh let's think outside of the box a little bit. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that's probably thinking, "Man, why do you have keys to this place?" Something. No, not that. Oh. You still got to drop that, bro. But anyways, like, you know, people are probably like, "Man, I bet there was a girl that broke his heart in Oregon." Like, "Why why wow. BYU? Why why here?" You know, like, tell us. Tell us your journey, Kingsley. Like, why did you pick BYU to come here out of all the other colleges? Just because there's probably people out there wondering.
1: Because it's close to home.
3: <laughs> Nobody broke my heart. <laughs> oh,
2: okay, good, good. We'll we'll check that question out. Yeah. But uh, as far as BYU, was that a school that you've always wanted to
1: play for?
3: No, <laughs> it wasn't. When we were first starting the recruiting,
1: I mean, it was one. He was he was so happy. So let me tell you this story because when he tells it, it's when he first got his offer, his first offer in eighth grade as a thirteen year old, he was offered from Brigham Young University. So I told his mom and him, "Hey, we're gonna go inside. We're gonna meet Coach Kalani Sitaki. I want you guys to show no emotion, like poker we there, face. We've been there before. Got this. So we walk in there, and then." I don't even think Kalani talked two minutes. And his mom and his son and her son was turned the the raindrops on. The thing went full flood force. Like crying. Like they just won the lottery. I don't know. I don't even remember, but I was so mad because I was looking at them like, yo, what happened to the poker face? What what happened, man? So we came out, walked out like, okay, let's Let's pull this back, guys. Let me, let me help you guys understand this. This is the beginning of this process. Y'all can't cry if Nick Saban comes. Y'all can't cry if Kirby Smart comes. Y'all can't cry if Coach Witt comes. eighth grade. Eighth grade, wow. 13 years old. 13 years old, they offered him a full-ride scholarship, and as we were walking out, I remember the faces that were looking at the door as we opened it. Ty Detmer, uh, Coach Empey, and um, I can't remember, but well, those two guys, when they're looking, they go, are you guys committing? And I said, no, we're not, but we <laughs> appreciate the offer. And we walked out. So, you know, that was what our thing, nothing against BYU. I, for me and my dad and everybody that grew up and anybody that grew up in our age group, BYU is the school. That is the school that you watched, that you saw the Laki Hemulis, the Peter Tuipolotus, the the Alema Fitamanus, The You know, I can go on and on. That era was like that was the, the heyday of BYU, you know? And so that was us growing up. We're like, wow, BYU. But this generation changed because then people started to figure out Polynesians are pretty good football players. And so what happened? The recruiting game turned to the Polynesian pipeline and BYU used to have that corner. That market was cornered, mm-hmm. right? With coaches like Norm Chow, you know, the others was great recruiter of the islands too, but schools like USC, you know, Troy Polamalu, Junior sal Schools like UCLA with Frank Malmaleunga, You know, even if you're going way back. But now you got Tua Law that went to Alabama. You know, the the Caho kid that was also Alabama, but now he's at UCLA. UCLA, UCLA. balling out. You know, they're <laughs> everywhere. I mean, you can. Henry, Henry Toto'o that's was at Tennessee, and now he's balling out at Alabama. Uh. You know, and and before people used to just look at our people and our kids as just linemen, you know. But now we've got skilled guys that are playing. Marcus Mariota, you know, Heisman Trophy winner. You know, but it it goes on and on. But so kids' dreams of BYU, you know, expanded. But what was, I I think, one of the things in our 13-hour drive that we were driving that kind of stood out for me was BYU became something that he was missing. So above the facilities above the Nike gear and above the, you know, these guys had apartments that look like, like millionaire suites, you know, do
2: you guys have room service?
1: It looked like a hotel front desk, walking with elevators that covered parking, Wow. you know? Yeah. I mean, he had his own part. I mean, it's, it was just one of those places that you cannot deny. If you make, if you do a visit to Oregon you will always remember that visit. Uh, and I'm telling you, my kids, my six-year-old still talks about meeting Donald Duck's cousin, you know. Oh.
2: and it's What is the duck's name? Does he have a name?
1: Yeah, it's Drip. Is it? Drip the Duck.
2: Drip, Drip. Well, I've always wanted to know that. Now I'm going to have to cross that off my list also.
1: So we like to thank Kingsley. I know he got other things he want to yeah. do. Is there anything, last parting words you want to say? So the uh, early signing day is December the fifteenth. You ready? You, you planning on taking any other trips or official visits anywhere else? Nope.
3: Okay.
0: Wait, I got a question for him. Oh, a couple questions. Go ahead. Is that okay? You're on. Okay. You're on. Kings, what are some of your goals going forward <clears throat> on the football field that you would like to accomplish here at BYU?
3: My first goal, especially like just before coming into college, was I wanted to, I want to be like the best, like freshman O lineman, that's ever, like Panay. He already he cleared the path, made it possible. You know, he won the Outland Trophy, so I'm trying to win it, all three four years I'm tr- in BYU.
0: That's actually um, where I wanted to take it to. I was, I'm glad that you brought that up. Do you know who the last player that won the Outland Trophy? At BYU was
1: Ed Ella Mohammed Oh, yeah,
0: okay, 1989. 89, <sighs> uh, before back. that, that's, uh, if there's two players. Who's the other one? Uh, last name Buck, Jason Buck, yeah, Jason Buck, and Mo Ella. So
1: Mike Stroshine's married to Jason Buck's sister. Wow, really. Facts. And eh, who cares? But anyways, I don't want to draw the whole thing. Yeah, but, but when Kingsley was seven years, eight years old, he just got baptized and I remember him walking out and baptized him. He was coming out of the chapel. And he turned to me and he said, Dad, I'm gonna retire you at how would you say you I was gonna be retired? You were gonna retire me that I can retire.
3: It was like fifty?
1: Yeah. And I turned 49 on Tuesday, and he ain't going to happen. So 50 years old, he says hey, he's going to have me you retire by know. 250. Damn,
0: but you never know. But hey.
1: he, he has some big goals. I remember him telling me that he wanted to be a first-rounder, you know, all out. The boys would always tease me and call me Lavar. you know. But I got one son, and we got one shot at this. So we want to make sure that he's got the goals. But go ahead. Yeah, that's a great question because I know he has a lot of goals. He's goal-oriented. That's his thing. Oh, and he gets straight. frustrated when things aren't happening, what he's happening. Do you write
2: these goals down, Kingsley, or yeah. it's just in your mind?
3: I took some of them, these are all in my notes, but it's took some of them from Oregon's, but I just switched it up a little bit.
0: Kings, who's some of the players now
3: that are in the either in college or in the league
0: now that you kinda like you know, that you admire their game or you can say, Oh,
3: I like I like the way he plays, your position. Um, obviously, Penet. Oh, that's numeral. That's numeral. Oh, yeah. yeah. mm. They just came out with that thing. He had 270 something snaps, snaps with no, s- yeah. no sacks. sacks.
1: As a 20 year old in the NFL. Youngest. Yeah.
0: Yep. Left, long, youngest to start left tackle
3: in yep. the NFL. Yep, oh, Penet. Yep. So, obviously, him. But then there's like um, guys from Alabama, like the left tackle, Evan Neal. I knew yeah. him because I met him at the Nike, Nike camp.
1: Yeah. We went to Miami on a Nike camp. Kinsey was. Is he starting grade? left tackle right now? He's going to yeah. be a first-rounder. He's he's, gonna be a first rounder. he's coming out of Alabama, and uh, they project him to go top five pick. But when we went out to Miami, he was the real deal. He went to IMG and then IMG to Alabama. Evan Neal's is his name. He's like 6'7", 340, 350. But he was their starting left tackle. He's He got great feet, athletic, dropped a lot of weight, you know. So, yeah, it's funny, too, because when you take your kids on these different circuits, on these different elite camps, you you see them, these kids, and then you later on go, wow, because there's a story, too. What was that guy's name from Clemson?
3: Something. Davis, Jer- Davis.
1: Tyrone Davis. So he was a starting uh, D tackle. When Kingsley was in Miami, he went reps with him. And so when we got to Clemson, he remembered him, and he was the starting D tackle. He said, hey, Kingsley, but I think you were a junior, yeah, when we went to Clemson. Soccer. And we went there, and he remembered him. So it's kind of like, and now he's in the leagues, Tyrone nice. Davis. So those those kind of things is is a you know it, it's kind of neat because you're like, hey, I was I, I was, was at, at the, the camp, camp with it, and we see them on you know TV, seeing, TV, yeah. In the league. So it's kind of cool, you know. Evan Neal is going to be one of those those good good kids. Like, so, yeah, it's funny. He remembers all those those different stuff when we gone all over the country. Not just visits, but camps. We've taken trips all yeah. over. Georgia, he had guys that are that he went up against the Georgia camp that are in the leagues now, you know.
2: Just so cool. with all these camps, Kingsley, which camp, like, was your favorite that had, like, the most competition? Like, tell us about that.
3: If I'm going to be honest, I only went to three camps.
2: <laughs> okay. So tell us which one was your
1: favorite. Because um, they were elite camps. Tell them, like you did Under Armour.
3: Yeah, it was probably the Under Armour one. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Thing is, all the shoe companies have their own camps. So Rivals is run by Adidas. And then uh Under Armour obviously is Under Armour, but Nike is not Nike anymore. They're they're I forget what they changed the name from, uh but anyways, those are the camps that you take your kids, but it's by invite only. Nice. So they give you all the gear, the shoes and everything like that. But so like when you go it's like the top fifty O linemen in the country in the West. Yeah. or the top 50 D tackles and then you guys go and then as the camp progresses they pick an MVP and an MVP of that that camp.
0: Oh, Kingsley, I got a question here for you from a fan. What size shoe do you wear? 17.
3: Damn.
2: 17.
3: Those some big socks. Kingsley, I, so can, can you find those in the store? No, I get all my shoes online.
0: From
1: like a
3: shout out a to boat Mr. Store. Kicks, that's where I get all my shoes from. Mr. Who, Mr. Kicks, yeah, he's this guy, this <laughs> nice. wholesaler
1: that does stuff out of St. George. Okay, like we went to that uh collective, what is it called that's over here in uh Orem
0: Dunked?
3: No, oh, no. no, uh, W-R-U store, or
1: yeah, it's, no, it's W-R-U called Collect the Collective. They had that release, the Dunk Cookies were in that place, yeah, I saw it. that's why I said dunk. and so they the biggest size they had, there were 16, but he's a 17, but
3: I'm actually get, a 16 wide. Yeah, he's a but 16. 17 is. Fits. But I wear a 17 because they don't make wides. Gotcha.
1: So he tried on the Jordan 4s. The Cool Grays. Cool Grays. Guess how much they were? It's like a 16. 250? <laughs> Seven. Five bills. Oh my gosh. Wow. So he better keep working. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Better get you a part time cleaning his office.
0: a foot, baby. Hey, Kingsley, another question here from a fan. Uh, what music? Do you listen to before you go out on the field? That's a good question.
2: Yeah, that's a great question.
3: Mm, I usually listen to Bobby Brown. (laughs) Really? (laughs) What? What you know about Bobby? What you know about that? Either Bobby Brown or... Oh man, I was
0: thinking more like you know some. Oh no, no no, he, some yeah. West Coast.
1: You that's know, cool. He, growing up, that's what he listened to in the backseat of the car. That's what it, that's what they listened to. My nice. kids, my cool. kids are ninety kids, you know.
0: I like
2: that,
1: Leroy. I like yeah, that. Yeah. My kids, that's that's all they listen to in the so, thing. So so
2: th- those are the music that you listen to to get yourself ready, get ready to pancake hand and pour that's, syrup that's all over.
0: Damn, that's interesting, yeah. No. Oh, hey. Uh-huh. Hey. They don't th- know nothing about Do that. You King? point your
2: mouth like, hey, I'm coming for you. I don't nothing about that. that. I'm coming for you.
1: Yep. That's what you listen to. My kids are hey. kids. I can't
0: believe this is the music you listen to. Don't you up? Hey.
2: You know what song gets me pumped are up? you
0: doing the Cabin Tap? The careless
2: cabin tap? Whispers, man. Something about that song just... No, he did say Careless Whisper. Bro.
1: Well, that wow.
2: song just like...
1: Bro. For all you guys who never heard Careless Whisper, I man, I can't even believe that Hobart just said that just now.
2: Bro, like, that right there, bro, that's not for the game. Bro, it's whatever that you're about to tackle, you know what I mean? You're about to tackle the day, you know, and the Let, silence. Let's
1: listen to the lyrics of this song. Like, the first part of it. Man. I bet you can't even tell me what the first part of it. Is. Bro. Feels so
2: much. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: <laughs> that's what I thought. That's Tevin, what I thought. Campbell.
0: <laughs> Tevin Campbell.
2: Tevin Campbell!
0: Oh, yo. Tevin Campbell. That's what I'm talking I know.
2: about. I think he got all these soundtracks off of uh Fresh Prince or something. No,
0: I can tell he's riding in the car with mom and dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, okay.
1: okay, Kingsley. Up right here. I y'all, y'all don't know.
3: My kids are 92, man. Mm, mm. Man, that's cool. But
1: you know what song I, I guess me pumped up? Please tell us.
3: A C D C back in black.
1: You don't know. A C D C Yeah. Back in black. Back in black. Who that's a that's that's an automatic, you know, but you won't be able to listen to that in, in uh, BYU. <laughs> <laughs> they got a they got a BYU, you saw that, uh, who did they play last game? One of the schools put out stuff and the kids came all out. They started dancing on yeah. the field. Yeah, I don't even know what song it was. You know? it's,
0: it's one of the new ones. Kixi, what are your feelings about all these coaches leaving and then, you know, wrap it up with Kalani still here? mm.
3: Coach
2: is
0: just leaving. Like, you know, this coach is leaving yeah. left and right. There's opportunities
2: There's opportunities.
3: There. Yeah, like um, whole Fresno State, they, they're going to Washington. What? The, the, the coaching the, staff? Fresno head coach, the online coach. So they're all leaving. Yeah, oh, yeah, I did going, see that. Yeah. They're all going to Washington. I didn't know he was
1: from Fresno State.
3: I didn't yeah. know either. So I think it's – I'm not worried about that, honestly. Mm-hmm. If any coach were to leave, I'm, I'm home, so. I like that. Yeah, that's like cool.
0: That. But
1: what? So if Kalani left, that wouldn't affect you.
0: No,
2: because he can't cook like your mom, huh?
0: That's I, I get it. it. I get it. He has a good point. But let. But listen, Kalani being here. Let me
1: call Kalani right now. Honestly.
0: Kalani being here, though, Kingsley. Tell me a little about your relationship with Kalani. How's that? That's
1: a great question. Mm. I want to hear this answer. Go ahead, son. Let me hear what you got. Mm. Where's it's your good. relationship?
3: <laughs> It's just, we text like here and there. Nice. But, yeah, it's good. Just like another uncle, even though I can't really call him that, but I call him anyway. It's
0: okay. Call him uncle. But yeah. Well, uncle
1: coach. Why? <laughs> Who's going to? Yeah. There's no uncle police. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> let me give you my. Let me uncle give dad. You, let me give you my opinion on uh, Kalani on why he won't leave BYU.
1: Oh, I got to hear this.
0: <laughs> I got to hear this. Sprinkle me. He's not going to leave BYU. It's not about the money to him. It ain't about the money. He has plenty of money. Kalani is loyal. He's building something special here at BYU. He's not going to leave. He he hasn't told me this personally. Um, Yes, I do know him, but we haven't talked. But what he's building here at BYU, you cannot replicate that anywhere in the country. This is a special place. And when you come to BYU, you want to come here, you want to be here and be a part of this. What he's done and transformed—he's uh, transformed this whole program—and <clears throat> he's not going to go anywhere because he wants to be like Lavelle Edwards. That he—he's the man. Yeah, like not only that, <laughs> here we go, Leroy. Yeah. He's—he's building something special, and he's loyal. He's gonna stay. He ain't going
1: nowhere.
2: You gotta, hey, you gotta learn this.
1: You're gonna sing this. You gotta gotta learn all these songs. songs. See those players singing it at the end?
2: Yeah, bro. That. Are you done? I mean, I can, I can keep going, but
0: please continue, bro. No, I can keep going, but that's just my personal opinion. I can feel that though. Yeah, because here's the thing. I didn't get this from a a source or anything like that. Kalani only wants to make sure his coaches are taken care of and his players. He's not going to go anywhere. He has enough money. Why would you want to leave anywhere else? You're at a special place.
2: You're about to say something about mana, right?
0: No, no, no. Any, any,
1: you're going to give a quote from Moana.
0: No, any, any big time LDS player, that are that's from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints yeah. should come to BYU.
1: You know, I, I was, yeah. let, let me just, I'll, I'll add to that. I agree to that. But uh, my thing is more of, we knew Kalani in year one. Year one Kalani is way different, different. from year six, five, six. Mm-hmm. So when we met, when my son was 13, and, you know, six, five, six years ago, he came in. I think he was still trying to – just like most most new coaches that come into a program that they have to follow a legacy like – because Bronco Mendenhall wasn't no pushover either. He, he set the bar pretty – I mean, for him to get 10, 12, whatever wins 10, he was always winning 10 seasons and stuff like that. It was kind of a big thing to follow, you know, for him.
0: Great coach. Good coach.
1: But Kalani, what he is now, I mean, I feel he's coming to his own in two things he understands that the players are kids and they're going to make mistakes just like everybody else. But how he's able to embrace it where a lot of people are like, because I'm telling you, we've had BYU players in the past get in trouble and they get all over the news and people are judging them and they're all on the cougar board, which I hate cougar board. I know I got to stop reading that. So they'll start talking about all this stuff, but when you bring it back, they're just kids. They make mistakes You know, I remember when I was 18 years old. I mean, I was at home reading my scriptures every day. You know, but there were some things that you know, story. There was just some things that you know, that's a good story. That's a good one. I had to work on, and you know, but I remember that. So it makes me feel good as a dad that I'm entrusting somebody that understands that kids aren't perfect. Kids will make mistakes, and so to be able to direct them. And where some schools, like man. They just, kids will make mistakes, and they're ready to throw them over because what? They're a dime a dozen. They have a lot of six, six, three 340-pound kids walking around this country, and if you ain't cutting it, bam, you gone. You hey, know what I mean? To your point, Leroy, Kingsley, kids make mistakes.
0: Parents make mistakes too.
1: No, 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 no. We don't.
0: We, we still have, I mean, once, I mean, once we have
1: kids, we don't make mistakes. No,
0: anymore. no. I'm perfect. It's part of the progression.
2: It's well, part of it. Kingsley.
1: I always, my, I always tell my kids, I may not be perfect, but I'm perfect for you.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying
1: I mean that would be a perfect dad you know what I'm saying yeah. the rise and shout the cougars are out I'm telling you man we'll learn that we'll learn that song I know Strawn's Strawn's him and his whole family are BYU guys they're BYU through and through he's got an uncle named Joe and I remember when Kingsley was like going through his little recruiting pro- process every single time I saw this uncle he'd be like BYU's a great place for your son BYU is a great place for your son. And he ended up being right.
3: <laughs> but it is it is different, though, across the nation, like what you're saying. But it is different, like especially when I got to go in the locker room. Yeah. Like it's just – BYU is like more of a brotherhood. That's what people don't get. Like football is cool. You have four or five stars everywhere. Yeah. But this team is like – it's like we're all related. It's like we all known each other since we were younger – so, our bond is just stronger. Everybody else is like playing for themselves. That's why now, like, once I was in the locker room, my dad's already, he does Twitter. But, <laughs> anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm getting good at it, too. And yeah. I'm TikTok famous. So, yeah. I'm to let you guys know that.
3: But I'd be reaching out to like the other kids that are in my shoes, too, that are younger than me, that are right. going like four or five stars. I tell them like it's more than just but they have to I tell them so they're they already planning yeah, it. they're already planning, switching schools, coming into right. BYU, visiting. Right. And it's just creating something new, like it's bigger than all the flashes.
0: But Kingsley, Kalani created that. That's the culture he created. Yeah. And that's why I feel he's not going anywhere. And if you're if you're a high school, Football player looking to come somewhere, and what Kingsley said, find that brotherhood, that family atmosphere. Strong's
1: mm-hmm. the BYU recruiting coordinator.
0: Call me, and I'll put you in with Jack Mooney and Jason IU. Give you, I got you. You need to come to BYU. It's a special place, man. You ain't going to find no other brotherhood like this.
1: So we're live right now, finishing out this podcast with uh, the guys. We have our special guest today.
0: I'm glad you brought that up, Kingsley. Yeah. You know,
1: because. Having a good discussion on what's really happening. So. That's real. Any other questions before we move on to our next thing thing?
0: We need to to get Puka and Samson on here. That's who we need to get.
1: Yeah, we'll get them on. We'll get them on soon. This is only our second episode, so.
0: No, I just want to tell Kingsley I'm proud of him, man. Proud of you, Kingsley. Love you. Everything you're going to do is going to – you're going to kill it out there. Take note, just beast everybody.
1: <laughs> so any of yeah. you NIL guys out there that want to – you know, all you uh, internet IHOP stuff, they want to do some pancakes, uh, waffle, love, whatever. You guys want to do NIL with them? Holler at us because, you know, we're going to have a little thing that every pancake that he gets, you guys get to donate to his uh, – you know, whatever charity of choice that he's going to have. So oh, it's going yeah. to be a fun thing. Uh, we got a couple other uh, NIL guys at Five Star Barbecue that's out here in uh, Orm or Vineyard. It's off Geneva Road off uh, Center Street here. So we got a lot of cool things that are coming up. Uh, any last words, Kingsley? Any, any advice you want to give to the young kids that are out there?
2: Yeah, what do you want to tell, like, all the youth right now in high school that follows you that they want to be like you. They want to play. They want their style to be like your style of playing on the field.
3: Um. Honestly, just just go with your your own instinct, because there's gonna be a lot of people in your ear. But also, just like you got to know who to trust, because <laughs> you you know. But I know, especially in the Polynesians. All the kids, I don't know if I know most of them because I'm friends with a lot of them. It's just it was it's hard to like talk to your parents about. What?
0: <laughs> no, you're right. It's yeah. hard to
3: talk to your parents. Like, it's hard to come up to me like, oh, I'm depressed, and then they like, they just say something, something, some, something, something weird. That, but because they don't know, but it's like different in our generation. Everyone's going through stuff, but. It's, it It doesn't hurt because they'll take the time. They're our parents and they love us.
1: Because it, he has said that to me a couple times and my biggest reaction to him, my comment to him was, suck it up. But I'm not a therapist. We grew up in a different time. So when a kid says they're depressed, if I told my dad I was depressed, <laughs> you know, he'd probably, you know, laugh, you know, so. Get the belt. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know about depressed, but like I said, the, it's an age where, like, Kingsley, we went to Vegas, and we happened to see a payphone. He didn't have no idea what that was, a payphone. And it had a number, and we were trying to call it. It didn't even ring back. So back in the days, we're not even going to talk about that. Anyways, it was some, some little thing. But anyways, I thought exactly
2: uh, what you were about to say. Yeah, no. My mouth.
1: <laughs> anyways, so uh, thankful for repentance. Hey, guys, I just want to tell you guys, I just got a new calling at church. Congratulations. And I'm excited about it.
0: Congratulations. Did you just yeah. started What's the calling?
1: Repenting police. I'm a Sunday school. I'm a Sunday school teacher for oh. the adult right. English speaking class. So know, a lot of you guys don't know. I'm we're in the Samoan right. ward, and they have a Samoan speaking class, and they have an English speaking class. So because I speak great English, they put you in the Samoan class. I, 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 <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. So anyways, all right. Shout the out reason to why
0: your I, Bishop, shout out to the Bishop. Yeah, our
1: Bishop is also on the BYU staff, Vince Bishop Vince Feula. Let's send out shout out to right. Brother Vince Feula, but. I just want the reason why I brought that up is because some of the things that we talk about in church, our kids can't relate. Like that's why I talked about the payphone stuff. So we have to kind of like find a happy medium because remember, I teach the adult class. My son is 18 years old. He has to be in that class. So some of the things he probably don't want to share. So I tell him, make sure you guys go to the singles ward, because y'all don't want to hear about the stuff I'm sharing in my class. So
2: exclusive
1: it's kind of one of those uh you know and and strong's got his son just came home off his mission he's a he's a grown adult and uh i know he knows what i'm talking about hope i got younger kids but he's gonna have to deal with that but as the times and the experiences change we got to be real careful on some of the things that we share because the older folks want to hear more because they don't understand and the younger kids they don't want you to share that because they're more like Kingsley. This is probably, he's really come out of a show. He doesn't really, I mean, a lot of you guys have known him since he was little. He don't really talk. No. So this is kind of a, a unscripted truthful from the heart kind of a thing, but yeah, you don't get that all the time, you know? So parents take the time to listen. Sometimes just listen, you know, you can evaluate kids, later. Wh- what does that mean? Kingsley, when the kids say, say less, what does that mean? When you go say less, say
3: less.
1: Yeah, what is that slang for? Like that's like, like saying with you,
2: yeah. say no more, say no. They're agreeing more. with you. Like I'm with you. You're right.
1: Well, my say less is like just say less. Enough.
0: You know, I think Leroy Kingsley brings up a good point when he talks about the mental health issue thing. I think we need to have a maybe one of these times we'll set up a Polynesian therapist to come on. Yeah, and we can talk about that. Absolutely. Some yeah. issues that are.
1: Because in our days. culture, some like, of that stuff is taboo. You is. don't want to talk about it. It is, but you know? we need to. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, what are you know, talking about depressed? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about, you know, different? I, I can't even, I mean, not that to say I can't relate because maybe I was depressed growing up. We just wasn't allowed to feel that. Yeah, You know.
2: Or you didn't recognize it.
1: Or when you go, I think I have ADHD. Oh, shut the hell up. Yeah. You know.
2: Or I think I have ACDC.
1: Where's the mute, man? We've been find, trying to look for this mute for his mic I'm for like saying, three bro. shows already, saying, man. Like,
2: a lot of people be throwing initials out there, man. You know, it's like. So
0: is it time to go to Applebee's? Are they sponsoring this segment? Hey, there? you know. For the appetizers.
1: I can't wait to go to this Applebee's. I love going to this Applebee's here in Oral because there's a picture of Lavelle Edwards, hey, say With less. John Moyaki, and. Vaha Ongo Otao in the background with the most cleanest BYU jerseys ever. Those are my two ward members. Hey, I know, man. Say Scout less. Team All-Americans. That's what they call themselves. The Scout Team All-Americans. Love my brothers, John ja Moyaki and Vaha Ong Otao. my A2. man. Have 2 Cow- Cowboy collars
2: on. <laughs> John ja Moyaki and his, uh, what, what, Yo,
1: what's this, he you getting the, the Tesla summon. Tess, summon let me summon, let me just say this: Kingsley, to tell you this. We we got to sit in a, a Tesla. Tell me what you how you thought felt about that Tesla?
3: It was cool.
0: <laughs> you want one now, huh? Yeah. For real, <laughs> real, like, real talk.
1: Real. The, and the the funny thing is, the salesman they didn't even have to sell it. Like they came in, we sat in the Model X. Model and the, X,
3: we Series Three. Series
1: Three. We, but which we, one was your favorite? I I didn't sit in my. I think uh, the
3: Model X was probably like that yeah kind of bigger ones, bigger.
1: but the way that the the doors open like one well, the doors open like this but the other, other ones the big SUV ones open like that but with the gas prices out right now oh, yeah. I mean you can't
3: it's about be California remember the it guy, was
1: five dollars a gallon in Cali
3: but he, the guy said in January yeah. when we took the eight dollars wow. in
1: Cali so all you California people move to Vegas <laughs> Don't come to Utah.
0: They're already coming.
1: They're here. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it. But anyways, when we were in Cali, the, for every five cars, it was a Tesla. Wow. Every, in Santa Monica, it was like every five car was not just a Tesla, but electric cars. So the the E series Benz that I think mm-hmm. I sent you guys that video. Mm-hmm. That's their that's their version of the electric car. But I mean, when we listen to like all the stuff, and then. Well, we'll talk about this other time. There's some negatives of the electric cars, too, like yeah. the batteries. 30s. The landfills is going to be filled because you can't, you know. So the batteries only last two to three years. So when John Moyaki comes on here.
3: The batteries under the car.
1: The, the batteries are under the car. Each battery is like two to $3,000. Well,
3: it
0: lasts two to three
3: years? That's what they're Dang. telling you.
1: So, yeah, you're running it but you're going to have to buy it. It's just going to be. The, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about some other time because we did our research. We were out in, in Santa Monica. We got to, we rode all the electric scooters along Venice beach. We took a, a father and son day out in, in, a, in Santa Monica because there was no restaurants open. So that's why we ended up eating
2: groceries. You ain't groceries. Mm. The closest thing to an electric car that I can afford is a electric golf cart. Mm. I think I'm going to get me one.
1: I, I told my son too, that I got a, a great idea for the BYU games because we live 10 minutes away from the stadium. Right. But the traffic is horrible, horrible, horrible. So I'm going to buy me an electric scooter and I'm just going to ride it straight to the stadium. That's smart. Straight up, straight and just leave it right in the front. Or we took so many Ubers, I mean, lifts when we were in California, I would just get a lift.
0: Yeah. You dropped off. Yeah. yeah, 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 And it was like
1: five bucks, 10 bucks. Yeah, It's worth it. Not to worry about any you know uh what do you call it parking spots cuz we're tired of telling people we're with the the, the uh, DJ no we're with the tailgate the you <laughs> 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 shout out all to the Tongans that are out there feeding us at the tailgate hey with the man, roast of the pigs a, man, you know holy, the big over there chicken, chicken, man. Man. i was
0: there when Kalani first got there we we roasted a lamb Dang. on a spit Yo, oh, we was there every CP day. Up his in first there? year. His first year. We was there hard.
1: So Junior IU, who owns Titus Grill, who's Kingsley's grandfather, I'd hate to see that tailgate when they come up that that game. Oh, so. yeah oh That Grill tailgate the be works. garlic shrimp, going to have all the, the cow B stuff that you threw out. Oh, Okay, we'll leave that alone. Wow. <laughs> well, On you know, the
0: podcast, bro? You know we're going to have our show right there, right? No Our podcast show Oh yeah we are
1: Oh, we're so be right there I forgot We're going to be right So during this. the season Any
0: People coming through
1: Yeah During the season it's We're going to be broadcasting live But as soon as the game starts I got to go So these these guys going to have to clean that up But we're going to do a pre-game And then we're going to do a post-game Right after that So we're going to be eating a lot of cougar tails I don't really like the cougar tails It's too sweet for me It's too much man, man. too much You ever had a cougar, cougar, cougar
2: tail? The donut yeah. Not the uh, Never mind
0: The L- Leroy's Cougar sound <laughs> oh. Bro, you know
1: what? They that, they need to add that new Cougar sound. <laughs> another and that's another good. BYU first down. All right, so we enjoyed today's <clears throat> guest and uh, looking forward to our next week's guest. Our next week's guest is um, actually those guys we were talking about camps. Is we're going to have Level Up here. They're going to talk to you a little bit about uh, Shatupulu. Yeah, Train. Pulu, okay. uh, Otukolo, and uh, Trey Ofengawa. They're going to be out here to talk to us about their events coming up and just their story and background and what they do for the kids here in the community and they'll they'll talk about them so we're only going to have them do 2 minutes a piece cuz they talk too much. Oh. So, yeah. shout out to Level Up. We'll have them out. It'll be an exciting. Yeah. Who up? knows. And, and we're going to try to call some people too cuz we like to do the FaceTime uh, time can thing. Can you
0: make sure to bring some gear? I'm 2X. Thank you.
1: You guys hear that? 2X Pulu. We got it. I'll take a 2 or 3, you know. So, that's a wrap today. So, I'd like to thank everybody, all our sponsors. We'll get to that as a, as a as we get along with that, so if you want to participate and you want to be a guest on that, we'll Sign let you know. Up, baby. We'll Sign let you know.
2: Up. Man, but shout out to everybody out there that's listening, to all our three listeners out there. Kingsley, shout out to Kings. 76. Kingsley, thank you for baby coming King. through. Thanks for thank coming you. through, bro. Yeah. Thank you for coming through, and thank you for listening to Good Story.